Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is a clip from The Ancient Gift. The full episode is available free on all podcast platforms. You can click the link in the description and access the full episode now. I know. I remember when I was growing up, and evolution was taught in school, and it was like, okay, there's a there's a trunk and a branch, and we don't know where the common you know thread is for humans and you know primates, right? That was like the the theory. Now we know it's a raging bush. There's branches all over the place, yeah. and hominids lived at you know the same time, different times, and they interbred, and so. Who knows, right? We don't know. But sure. that was one of the questions I actually have for both of you. Do you think the giants are responsible for all the major monoliths like, let's say, the pyramids of Giza or the pyramids in South America or Machu Picchu or, you know, these these kinds of structures that have no explanation of how they were built? They were just, you know, they, they, they have no no way of redoing it in the exact you know, way that it was done by ancient the ancients, but also how would they, how would the typical five foot five man, let's say, or and or woman, be able to build these mon, you know, monuments structures all over the world? Anyone of you want to take that? He'll take it. <laughs> so I think that they may be responsible for some of what we see, not everything. I I, I think man, you know, you got to give us some credit. You know, you put enough of us together and and get the right minds behind it, and we're we're capable of doing quite a bit. Uh, I I know that uh, Greg touched upon this a little bit uh, earlier, but you you know, you got to think when uh, way 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 back in the timeline, these giants. whether I, I like to call them sometimes men of great stature, they were larger, much larger than what we could imagine or fathom. But as time went by and whether it was through catastrophic events or whatever, they were forced to, you know, maybe mate with Homo sapien and this hybrid process occurred with the reduction in size, which we see, you know, through the timeline. So, I, I think that the older build at some of these sites, there's a possibility that there was involvement of uh, people of greater stature at the time, uh, because the, maybe the technology wasn't available. Maybe it wasn't necessary because if the individuals were large enough, they would have been able to you know, process larger volumes of rock and stone and quarry it and move it the tools that they would have been using would have been much larger. Um, You you know, you got to think about all these things, you know, look at the flora fauna. It was mega flora fauna. 
that they were probably involved with as well around there. So were they able to, instead of using a regular pachyoderm as we know, use a larger uh, creatures as a mastodon, you know, things of this nature. So to answer your question, uh, I could see it in some of the builds, some of the megalithic structures, and then others uh, I would be hesitant to say were all created by giants. Uh, I, I would think man, and you know, was I, capable I of doing a lot. I want to stay a little bit in South America just for a moment, if, if you don't mind. Now, I've read some a lot of information and I've been fascinated as well with the Paracas skulls, which I'm sure you're familiar with, being that you've done a lot of research in South America. I know it's Peru, really, but these skulls are considerably larger than uh, a typical human skull and they're elongated. Um, do you think, and there has been talk with different, you know, people that researchers have different theories that perhaps they are related to giants per se. Do, do you believe that could be true or do you think it's a totally different subject? Jim. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't, I don't think they were related to giants uh, for, for two reasons. First being when you look at the, the, structure of them at the base of the skull. It didn't look like it was capable uh, of supporting that type of girth uh, lower down into the torso system. Uh, another thing is, it, I really believe that when you're looking at, at something like the Paracas skulls that you really have to take into uh, account the lack of sutures or the correct suture mm -hmm. pathways through the skull, because that would be something that I would really want to investigate further than just taking people on their word as to oh, you know, no, having, I, having done yeah, this. I, or, yeah, I agree. But I've, I've seen a lot of evidence um, with different documentaries and research I've done, and it is pretty incredible that they're so much larger. Their eye cavities seem to be larger and they're elongated. It doesn't seem to be because they bound them. It's like the sagittal sutures are not there. So I just didn't know, you know, you just, you don't know things can be related in history and different researchers have different opinions or different research. So I wanted to see what your thoughts were. And just, you specialize in South America. Can I mention the Paracas skulls a minute? One of the issues with them is uh, with the genetics that's been done on them. And you'll hear a lot. You'll hear some people say it's alien DNA. Uh, they have tested the Paracas skulls with what's called mitochondrial DNA. And what it is, there's, it's very, it's impossible to go through it all here. We need hours to explain it. But basically, they have a mitochondrial DNA that's extinct today. It's simply an extinct variation. And I know that genetic researchers have found that's, I don't even know the number now, 30 or 40 extinct variations of mitochondrial DNA. That doesn't mean that they weren't human. It doesn't mean they were alien. It simply means that that particular organelle in our body called the mitochondria, which is a Actually, it's a vestigial bacteria that produces energy for, for us from glucose or sugar or carbohydrate, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but we have the, all of us have them. We get them from our mother. And there are roughly 32 major variations of it in living populations. But when they have looked at ancient DNA, which is when you take bones and you extract the mitochondrial DNA and look at it, it is different and it's simply extinct that variation of it no longer exists. I do want to show, uh, I'd forgotten I have this. This is a picture of giants met by Magellan. Mm -hmm. I saw that, that is, online, yeah. Okay, and there's another one that's very interesting. This is Lord Byron's, this, 
depiction when he met them oh. there in Patagonia. It's kind of hard to do. No, I, I can see. And what uh, about uh, what about Captain Cook? Didn't he at Easter Islands, the Moais, the people, didn't he say there were giants on the island as well? I don't know that anybody ever saw giants there. Uh, Jim may know, but I don't think anybody ever saw giants. I know it's a mythology there. And as far as I know, all Native American tribes have mythology of giants. All of them do one so, way or another. Now, both of you um, have done a lot of research, obviously, into this. You've written books and, I mean, anthropology. You're a doctor. But I, I do have a question. Serpent Mound in Ohio. Do you think that that's a giant burial tomb or uh, mound? Uh, I can say this. There were No, I don't think that's a giant burial mound, a burial mound with giants. However, if you go about a mile away from Serpent Mound, there's a whole bunch on farms. There are a whole bunch of conical burial mounds. Conical mound is like it's like the top of an ice cream cone, a rounded mound. They're almost always Adena uh, in the era, and they usually have a tomb at their base. Sometimes it's a stone tomb. Sometimes it's a log tomb. But in near Serpent Mound, several seven-footers were recovered in the 1800s. That's, that's not in dispute in the literature. It's just that mainstream archaeologists today believe they were overestimating the size even when they were measuring them. So that I know. I don't, I don't, there are some burial mounds right by Serpent Mound. Uh, and I know those have been excavated, but I don't think they had, they were not the ones that had the seven footers in them. If I'm wrong, Jim will correct me. <laughs> no, no, you're right. And, and it's interesting too, the way that they uh, created these burial locations are a lot like what we hear from the Nuragic culture that was in Sardinia, you know, with- Oh, I was uh, just going to ask you about that. <laughs> there, was, there was a similarity with these hypogeums and other types of single burials, the way that they were conical shaped or circular. Uh, so we see these similarities with such a great distance. And, and it, it just is another, you know, piece of the phenomenon in regards to uh, origin or how great of a distance they actually covered were they seafaring or other to have gotten there you know what was their involvement with uh, you know mining and operations that were being brought back from you know the Americas over to what's currently Europe area so yeah there, there's this, all these tie-ins and it's just extremely interesting uh, through the mythology or the oral traditions, which seems to be one of the very few ways left of being able to track this since so much has been destroyed in the past.